Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hi, lovely to be back with you today. We are rounding out the series on my book, Memorable Lessons to Leave a Legacy. We are on chapter 21, talking about resourcefulness, which, you know, big word, and I think difficult to embody when things get tough, but that's exactly the moment when you need to call upon your resourcefulness, isn't it? So the reason that this skill, characteristic, really, I would say it's a character trait, right? All of these are sort of characters or spirits to embody the spirit of resourcefulness the spirit of responsibility of patience there's a i want to say ethos which i'm not sure if that's the right word but i there's a feeling when someone is resourceful right and they're embodying their resourcefulness that you feel like you can trust them in dire straits and those are some of the stories that make the best I think examples in in my life, I've certainly experienced that where, again, I feel most resourceful when something's going horribly wrong (laughs) because there's that spike of cortisol, adrenaline. I feel like, oh, I need to figure this out. This is is high stakes. And I feel that we all have situations like that in our lives. And if we call upon our inner resources, we'll be better off in those situations. And so I thought it was important to address that in this book because i've i've certainly had to cultivate the skill and imagine you might have as well and so well how do you deal with resourcefulness i think it goes hand in hand with the next chapter which is patience interestingly enough because in the heat of the moment things get really fast and so i talk about the idea of pausing, and I have a tool in the book that helps you. I talk about pausing as a really great means of, let's say, bringing together all of your inner resources so that you can think. And so even if it's it feels like a split second in, in the moment, just saying, hang on a second, what needs to happen next? And kind of just giving yourself that split second, okay, what's what needs to happen? What's the very next step here? What What can I do? I think makes a huge difference. There is a time when I was in Aruba and there was a gentleman that was kite surfing. I think that's what it's called. No, parasailing. No, kite surfing, where it looks like the sail of a boat and you hold on and you're standing on it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, And I was there and the, the man had a heart attack. And so he was, he was washed up on the beach and people pulled him in and he was bright blue and you know somebody came over who was a nurse and another one that was a doctor and people were trying to revive him um and so i was sitting there thinking okay well what can i do right um lots of people had gather around and were just sort of staring which i think is natural when there's something out of the ordinary going on but for me it was like i need to do something and so i ran to the hotel that was nearest to where he was on the beach and i went to ask for a defibrillator because i thought maybe you know, they were saying he had had a heart attack and perhaps a defibrillator would help. And so, you know, I ran in there trying to find somebody that, that had one 
sometimes they have them beside the bar or in certain parts of the hotel, they're meant to have defibrillators. And so, you know, that's what I took upon myself to do. And so, and ultimately he, he did die. He didn't, uh, he didn't make it unfortunately. Well, or it was his time. I don't know if it's fortunate or not, um, not for the family. It wasn't, but death is a, is an interesting thing. I think we all have our time. But that's a that's a topic for another day. Um, the core point of what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, I figured out what I could do next. And so I think a lot of us stop and stare at the difficulties of life. And that's okay for a moment, right? To be kind of shocked and bewildered. I think being resourceful is taking in what you can in terms of the information at hand and saying, okay, what can I do? What can I do next, right? What's that one thing that I can do to help? And perhaps it's helping yourself, right? Not a, a man on the beach, but but you. And I think, I think we downplay or discard, discredit our small movements forward. And that's really what being resourceful is. It's in a trying time getting out there for a walk. It's just getting out of bed and having a shower. There are moments in life where things are really hard. Things are really hard and you don't want to necessarily and you feel like you can't. And sometimes maybe you can't get out of bed because you're that, for whatever reason, physically, um, you know, exhausted and or injured. There are times when you really can't. And, and so I think resourcefulness is mustering up the will to do the very next thing the very just one thing that is in your control that you can do and if you can't move and you're paralyzed from head to toe then perhaps that's regulating your thoughts and we talk about this in part one of the book a little bit right on perspective and things but resourcefulness is also corralling your thoughts and and you're corralling them or you're guiding them in the direction of what can I do? And I think that's what this book is all about at the end of the day is we have all these different thoughts. Um, and when you channel the spirit of resourcefulness or patience or responsibility or purpose, you're taking your thoughts and you're kind of creating a lane for them. And that's my aim with this book is to create a laneway for your thoughts that's going to be most useful for the situation at hand. And so when you pick up the book and you go to resourcefulness, it's because you're feeling maybe out of sorts, maybe not very resourceful, not sure how you're going to tackle a challenging situation at hand. And you're feeling like, okay, let me pause and just collect myself and then put my next best step forward. Um, that's really, I think what resourcefulness is, is looking around saying, what are the resources available to me at this moment? Okay. What's the best next step I can take? Um, because in business, in life, things are going to show up that are not planned. And then you've done your bit in the chapter on structure, where you've tried to create a structure, you've, you've made a plan. You're as thought out as you possibly could be given the time and information that you have. And now something's gone wrong, right? The inevitable twist in the plot that always happens where, Look, it's not going to go according to your plan. You should still have a plan, right? We we agree on the fact that plans are good. They guide your steps a little bit more than if you don't have one. And certainly when you have something you're aiming at, right? When you have a goal, 
that you've set for your career or your life. Oh, I want to accomplish this thing, your list of 25 things that we go through in the book. Okay, well, you should know what those things are to be able to walk toward them. But you're going to have missteps and, and you're going to walk off the path a little bit. And that plan and the route that you've set and the end goal could remain the same. It could shift. And so that's when you get resourceful, when things head off course and I'm asking myself, okay, what can I do next? What's the very next thing I can do? And I think that that's really all I can give you for this episode. And it might sound simplistic, but this is this is all that's really available to you if you really feel the need to be resourceful, right? Like it's like, okay, <laughs> the task at hand, this is urgent for some reason. And I need to just collect my inner resources, collect my outer resources and make a decision, make a call. Now, if you have a longer drawn out project that you're working on or a business or um, some assignment that you're working on, it might call upon your inner resources frequently. And so in that case, maybe you tie it with the spirit of structure, with the characteristic in the book of structure. And you say, okay, well, let me structure my resources. It could be time, money, people that are working with you, right? And you can plan that a little bit better. So you can be resourceful in a planned way. My intent with the chapter is more for those times when you feel like, you know, you really feel like you need to go all in on something um, because I think structure sort of tackles the managing of resources, which is, um, and if you haven't heard that episode, or if you're just joining us in this series there, you know, I've done a, an episode per chapter of the book. So if you don't, if you haven't heard that episode yet, and you do like more structure to understand why that's important or why I've added it in the book, um, I recommend you go to that episode. But so I feel that I tackled being resourceful, let's say, in a structured way where you're planning in that chapter. And that's why this chapter really focuses on, okay, I need to push through resistance of some sort, whether it's internal or the situation is challenging, difficult, unknown, unforeseen, right? I need to get through this. I need to somehow burn the bridge and, and move forward to the next thing with my inner resources in hand and Again, the first step I would say is pausing and assessing your, the layout of the lay of the land and saying, okay, what's in front of me? What do I have in my backpack, so to speak? What are my resources? What do I have with me? Okay, what's the very next step? I think that's a solid way to deal with this. So while this has been concise to whatever degree, um, I think that this is the best question that you can ask yourself if you're sitting there going, I'd like to be more resourceful. This is the question to ask. Well, if you've got a plan set out and something's going astray, what's the very best, what's the next best step I can take? The, the very next thing, just one step forward, what can I do to resolve this? And an answer will inevitably come to you based on the time frame you have and the resources. Um, and if an answer is not coming to you, then I recommend, you know, you look into one for sure. And then you decide what to do. And so that's actually the tool that I talk about. It's called PRR, pause, research, respond. And so you're creating space in each step so that you don't have a knee-jerk reaction, which, you know, if there's a dying man on a beach, you're certainly, there's an adrenaline response to what's going on. So what should I do, right? Oh my goodness, this is happening. And again, people will have the fight, flight, or freeze response. Um, that might be something to ask yourself, you know, what's my tendency when things go astray? Because hopefully if you're listening to this, nothing is immediately going sideways for you. Um, so, you know, what what's going 
off the path for me? And then what's my typical response to that? Because if you can identify that for yourself as well, that's useful to know your tendency. So for me, definitely, um, if there's a conversation that feels like it's getting um, you know, off the rails, my response is usually to freeze or, or flight. I'm not necessarily a fighter, like if I have to, but it's definitely not my first response. Like my first response will be to go quiet, um, and then leave. Um, I might fight, but then it's, you know, at some point I'm just going to throw it in and say, this is not taking me anywhere if I feel threatened. So, you know, it's up to you. Some people really escalate and go high volume on things, um, right. They'll get louder and louder and they push and push and push. Um, other people, yeah, shut down immediately. And there's a continuum, right? Certain, maybe in certain relationships, you're more willing to fight in other relationships, you freeze and other. So it might be an interesting thing to consider what your response is in a time of difficulty or, or confronting or difficult conversation. Um, and to identify that because the tool of PRR pause, pause, research, respond, you know, is going to help you well, no matter which one of those, right? Because if you're freezing, it's like, okay, hang on a second. Maybe you do take some space and then you can come back to it with a response. If you run away, I mean, you've run away from the situation. So you can certainly take a moment to research and then respond appropriately. If you're a fighter, it's a little bit harder because you're going into an automatic response of, I need to defend myself and you're pushing, right? But if you can identify for yourself, okay, I'm fighting here. Okay, I'm pushing here. Hang on. The moment you can kind of identify you're, you're responding in your typical way, you do have the opportunity then to say, okay, I don't want to respond like this. I don't want to be this way. Let me try to figure out a different way to go about this. So you've got choices. And I think slowing down the response time by pausing, and that's consciously saying, well, let me take a second, or what's my very next best step here um, is critical. So if you want more on this, of course, you know, you're invited to grab a copy of the book. I would love to hear your thoughts on it and um, see you in the final episode of this series about patience, where we're going to talk about how exactly do you cultivate that, that patience in your life and, and why is that important when things seem to be moving faster than ever. So I'll see you in the next one. I hope you're enjoying this and take good care until next time.